Hello, and welcome to the Empowerography Podcast. This is a platform created for women's voices to be heard and a place to share their stories, journeys, and successes with the world for the purpose of helping other women who might be on similar journeys. We are empowering women one episode at a time. I'm your host, Brad Walsh, so kick back, grab one of your favorite beverages, and enjoy the stories. If you're looking for jewelry that makes an impact on your self-care routine and your style, Empowerography would love to offer you a discount code to one of our exclusive partners, Quartz and Canary Jewelry and Wellness Company. Please use code EMPOWER15 to receive 15% off upon checkout at www.quartzandcanary.com. Quartz and Canary is truly the place where spirituality meets style. Hello there, Brad Walsh here, your host of the Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest is Danielle Melanson. She is a health and wellness coach and the founder and owner of Mermaid Melanson. How are you doing today, Danielle? Great. Thanks so much for having me here, Brad. I appreciate it. Oh, it is my pleasure and my honor. Thank you for taking the time to be here. I know we've been trying and going back and forth with trying to get this interview set up, so I'm finally so excited to have you here today to discuss your personal journey and your story here with us and share that with the Empowerography community. So thank you. I appreciate you and I appreciate you taking the time. Oh, ditto. And I, you know, we were just chatting before you pressed record about how the universe has our back and shows us what we need to in the moment that we need it the most. And when this all aligned for us to finally chat (laughs) and do this podcast, I said to my husband, Brad, like, this man did not give up on me, but I'm supposed to do this right in this moment today to hear this message. So I I believe in that. So thanks for having me. Oh, my pleasure. So let's jump right in, Danielle. So as I stated, you're a health and wellness coach. You are the founder and owner of Mermaid Melanson. How long ago did you start your business and how did you come up with the name? Where did the mermaid part of the name come from? I know that's so funny. So <laughs> I actually will be celebrating my ninth year in my business on October the first. So congratulations! Just, uh, thank you. In a in a few weeks there, and I didn't at first have the name Mermaid Melanson. That's kind of like my brand name that I developed into, and actually the name of my my team that I run, my business team, and the community that I have is actually uh, like Team Inspire inspire drive. And so the mermaid part came as I really started to, you know, peel back the layers of who I am, peel back the layers of trying to authentically find the real me and share the real me. And I think it's just, I mean, I'm, I am from Cape Breton, Nova Scotia, as you can probably tell from my, from my accent. Um, (laughs) But I've always been such a lover of the ocean and I, and I feel so serene there and so calm and like it flows through my veins. Yes, I do have, I'm actually a natural blonde, you know, (laughs) truth be told, but I do have red long hair. And so I always kind of identified with the mermaid. And then all of a sudden, the more I started to tap into what filled my soul and, and self-care around the ocean and all of those things, the more that mermaid came out of me and people actually started saying, you're like a mermaid. And I (laughs) said, yes, I, I, yes, I am. a mermaid. (laughs) So it was almost like they did kind of validate what I always wanted and thought and dreamt about inside as my identity, like way back in the, you know, 
in the late 80s would splash that movie if you're old enough to know that Daryl reference. Hannah yeah right <laughs> we all wanted to be Madison right so, yeah and then it all came together my married name is um, Milwaukee, and I'm actually I'm a Cameron a Scottish Acadian girl from Cape Breton and so the mermaid Milwaukee just like just flowed it just felt right and it's almost like the people who got to know me and follow me gave me that mermaid Milwaukee title Excellent. So can you tell us a bit about what Mermaid Melanson is all about? What your business is all about? So my business is in so many different tiers. So the first tier of my business is, of course, helping women in their first steps towards really diving into their wellness. And when I say wellness, I mean mental health, physical health, not just exercise, nutrition, not just mental health, but mindset and vision and belief and all the things that come with really taking care of yourself as a whole. And I really feel like a lot of times I've witnessed in this world and the the women that I've encountered, you know, Glennon Doyle from Untamed, her book, she says it so well, you know, be a mother, not a murder. You know, and and I'll never forget that. And, and, you know, so many times I just feel women putting themselves last and not making their own health a priority. So that is always my first priority is to get women on their path to wellness, to filling their own cup. The other tier of that is that Uh I actually run a business. This is a business. And so women who want to, from the get-go or 70% of the people who run this business with me, Brad, start as a customer and client okay because taking care of ourselves mentally and physically is the foundation to any business so they work you know simultaneously with each other and i mentor women to give them the tools give them the confidence give them the steps to go out and do what i do which is inspire other women get them started on their first steps to wellness and coach and continue and support them and keep them accountable throughout. Excellent. Now you stated that you work with women. Why have you chosen specifically? Cause I'm assuming you only work with women, right? I would actually love to work with men. So but- the, I, I'm assuming then again, I'll assume here. <laughs> I know we shouldn't assume because we all know what that does, but I'm going to go out on a limb here and, and, and risk it that this just organically happened that you work with specifically only women. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. I actually have very masculine energy. Okay. And so that actually turns off a lot of women because I'm a very strong personality, but it also turns off a lot of men. (laughs) (laughs) So like I have a shirt that says I'm not for everybody. And that's a good thing because there is somebody out there to help everybody. But you know, I have helped a lot of men in my business throughout the years. Those have been who have been open-minded to work with a really strong-minded woman and they've been absolutely wonderful and like some of my dearest friends which is has been great but primarily yeah it's been women. yeah you've also said that it's your main mission to meet women where they are on their journey but more importantly impress upon them the greatness that lies within them already so they can tap into that and spread their light to pe- to those people in their lives why have you made this your mission why is this particular mission so important to you brad It is basically what happened to me when I started on my health and wellness journey over 15 years ago. I was between 230 and 250 pounds. I was a size 24. I'll never forget the day where I had to go to a funeral and I had to get a pair of black pants and I walked into the plus size store and 
The largest size they had was 24 and it didn't fit. Oh man. And I walked out and I walked out with no pants. And it was in that moment that I realized that all the lies I was telling myself that I was okay with this lifestyle, that I wasn't depressed, that I wasn't self-conscious, obviously, right, was a lie I was telling myself. But when I say I, I want to meet women where they are, is that so many people compare somebody's day one to somebody's day 1001. You know, if they see me for... For example, and trust me, I do not enjoy doing push-ups even after 50 <laughs> But doing a push-up, I have to explain and explain and explain and actually convince some people that I couldn't even get on the floor when I did my first push-up. I was doing them off of a wall and it right. was three, you know, because I want to meet women where they're at. So not only do I know all the steps through the path but I want them to know that even if they're not ready for activity right away, maybe they're looking for meditation, mindset, nutrition, personal development, community, whatever that is that they need in the moment as their first step yeah. towards many. Love it. What is it that excites or lights you up the most about their work you're doing with these women? Ah, to see when people have that aha moment where that switch, Brad, goes yeah. from off to on and whether they can make the best chocolate chip cookies in the world or <laughs> the class the next day, or whether they just walked 5k for the first time, or whether they were able to, you know, put down the wine bottle Monday to Thursday or whatever it is, whatever their victory is that they always told themselves they couldn't do. Yeah. And they did. It's those small things. And when they message me and share them with me, I had, an amazing client of mine. She's been a client of mine since 2013. She's out of California and she messaged me last night and she just went through a quick FaceTime. And she shared with me that even though she wasn't where she wants to be in her goals, business-wise or personal-wise, right? that she said, if it wasn't for me showing up every day, that she would have given up on herself. Wow. And she had wanted to share that with me. And I was in tears because you know, not every day is rainbows and unicorns. And no, you know, that's <laughs> fucking powerful not a day. And at ended, she, she just wanted five minutes of my time to share that and to have an impact. And even if she was the only person in nine years, Brad, that I had that impact on. Yeah. Well, then that's worth it. That is powerful. And I think that so often we, we forget to celebrate the little successes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and the little wins and those are just as important sometimes i wonder if those are not more important than the big ones i mean we need to appreciate and celebrate those along the way we need to take the time to slow down and look at how far we've come and celebrate those little wins but that is fucking powerful wow And I always say, and I can't remember what book I read this in, but I do a lot of personal development, which I did no personal development before I started working on myself is big doors swing on small hinges. <laughs> I like that. And isn't that so true? Because it is those little things that make such a big impact in our life. For sure. I read that you think motivation is garbage. It's mm. determination that will prevail day in and day out. Can you explain your thoughts behind that statement? Yes. Well, first of all, it's the number one thing I hear as a health and uh, wellness coach is where do you get your motivation? I'm like, I don't have motivation. I have determination. And so the difference is, 
and Mel Robbins speaks so well to this, is that motivation is fleeting and, and it's up and it's down and it comes in and out like the tides. And, you know, take, for example, I always like to use stories and examples to teach, you know, somebody who's getting ready to start something that they're excited about. Yeah. Um, seven days in, they have this great motivation because they have excitement, but then life gets in the way and it's yeah. going to. And if it hasn't gotten in the way the first seven days, trust me, it will the next time. <laughs> if you're not in a storm right now, one is coming, brace yourself. And so that's what I always say to people is like, motivation is not going to get you through. It's going to get you started, but determination will make you show up with consistency day after day after day. So when you have a mindset of determination, you're not waiting to feel. So I feel like motivation is a feeling and determination is a mindset. Okay. Interesting. I like that. So again, speaking about focusing your, your business primarily on helping women. Yes. You said that it happened organically, but I'm sure part of that is also due to the journey you went on with your own personal struggles, right? For sure. Yeah. So can you talk to us a bit about your personal journey and struggles? Absolutely. So like I said, when I started my journey, I'm 44 now. When I started my journey, I was 29, 30 and I had had a health scare. And I always say, thank goodness I had a health scare at 30 and not 60 because Brad... I love all the bad habits. I am not a judger. I love my cocktails. I never <laughs> hated a cigarette. I never was that person who didn't like the smell or anything. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was just not that person. I smoked a pack and a half a day. Wow. And there was no mobility in my life. And my nutrition was garbage. That was garbage. And so I was very sick. And I didn't realize it until I actually got sick. My husband and I both got sick. Thankfully, it was just extreme bronchitis. Yeah. But they were checking for lung cancer. Wow. And I'm so glad that happened at 30 and not 60. So that I could be scared straight at a young age to start taking care of myself. Right. Start making those better choices. And in that moment... I had, everybody says, how did you quit smoking? And you didn't go back. I said, cause it's the hardest thing I ever did yeah. in my whole entire life. And I didn't want to do it twice, but it was having that scare. And then of course I fell into a very deep depression because I loved to smoke. It was a coping mechanism for me, helped me with my anxiety, with my social anxiety, all of the things. I was a hairstylist. What else was I supposed to do on my break? I was just, <laughs> it was just a habit. It was a social thing. It was everything. And I fell into this deep, deep depression where I literally did not get out of a bed for a week, Brad. Wow. And I was sunshine and unicorns. I was the girl who was always upbeat and not being able to recognize my own personality was just as scary as waiting for the results to see if it was lung cancer. Yeah. And so I went to my doctor who was about six feet tall and she weighed about 120 pounds. (laughs) So the total opposite of me. And she looked at me and she said, you have health history that doesn't enable me to give you uh, this medication that will help you with quitting smoking and help you with depression at the same time. She said, but if you go for a walk, you're going to get very similar, if not the same endorphins. Yeah. So why don't you try that? And I just wanted to punch her in the face. (laughs) I was so upset. I was like, this girl's going to leave here with no teeth. And I am 
such a brat though, Brad, and this doesn't make sense. And I'll say it out loud. And no matter how many times I've said it out loud in my head, it makes sense. I was going to prove her wrong. So I did what she told me to do. Yeah. I was going to prove her wrong that she was wrong. Not help yourself, but prove her wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Prove her wrong. Cause I'm a brat. Right. So within 10 minutes, oh my gosh, I just felt a weight lift off my shoulders. I was walking. It was slow. I was not going anywhere fast and it was 10 minutes and I felt like a million dollars and that's all I could do at first. But then I went out for another 10 minutes that afternoon. And then that evening I went out for another 10 minutes and within three or four months I had run my first 5k. Wow. At at 220 pounds, I ran my first half marathon. Amazing. So I replaced exercise and being outside with, you know, all of the habits that I had before. It really helped me out of that depression and helped me with the quitting of the smoking. And then I tackled my food addiction from there. So it's just one of those things that I, you take one step at a time and That's goes it. right back to where I want to meet women where they are. So yeah. they take it one step at a time. Well, that's it. You got to look at the stair. Look at this. Look at it that way. One step. Don't look at the whole staircase. Take it one step at a time. Because if you look at the whole staircase, you're going to get overwhelmed. Absolutely. So, how have these experiences helped shape the Danielle you are today? Do you think, both personally and professionally? Personally, I am not as cynical. (laughs) I was always a cynical person, even though I was, you know, a people person. Cynical, judgy. Because I would judge others who were doing things that I couldn't do. Because it was easier to judge them than to face the mirror that I wasn't doing what I knew I was supposed to do, right? Right. So it it definitely gave me a different mindset, a different perspective. It taught me tenacity. It taught me how working towards goals are things that you do take step by step, day by day, and that you don't run a half marathon overnight, that it takes training. And you've got to do the things and you've got to follow the instructions. But as far as professionally goes, I always talk to the girls that I mentor in this business and I relate my business, our business back to two things. Number one, your, your journey of your wellness, whether it's weight loss, whether it's recovering from an injury, building strength, you know, helping mental health. I always related to that and parenting because (laughs) those are, are two very challenging things to do. Right. Yeah, And it's always one of those things where when you can push past, let's just say walking, when you can bring yourself from walking a kilometer a day to a kilometer and a quarter to a kilometer and a half and increase every single day, when you can see that slow progression and tell yourself that you can do it, you can go into your life, your business, your family, you can handle upsets that are going to come your way, which might be weather if you were you know, weather or a hill that was in the middle of your walk. And, you know, maybe in your business, it's a speed bump in your business or somebody, you know, losing a customer or losing a client or whatever it is, or, you know, having some sort of a problem in a relationship with, with your children or your spouse, like there's always going to be a roadblock, but when you can see you push yourself with your own personal journey and pour into yourself with your own personal journey, it gives you the strength to bring those lessons into your business, to bring those lessons into your relationships. And really it touches every other part of your life. Yeah. 
So they really lend themselves to each other when you yeah, build that tenacity and build that strength, I find. Amazing. So I'm going to go out on a limb here and assume again, um, with your tra- your personal transformation, I assume that through that, you're also a very big advocate of self-love and body positivity and, of course, women's empowerment. Can you speak a bit about what those things mean to you on a personal level? Oh, absolutely. And so this is the thing. (laughs) I'm going to tell this story. I'll never forget walking into my mother's gym in Cape Breton. (laughs) I won't name it. And I was home for a little while. I think it was a week or whatever. So I bought a pass. And part of the pass was you had a free session with the owner or trainer so okay. that they knew that you knew how to use the facilities. And right. And this man was calling me on my confidence. And because I was over 200 pounds, but I was active and fit. Like I said, I'd, I'd ran my first half marathon at 220 pounds. Like yeah. I did not break records but I finished it. But you finished it. And that's what matters. And and that's all that matters. And I was proud of myself. And so I walked in and I said, yeah, I know how to do that. Or I can do this. And, and, you know, I'm sure there was some ego on my part. I am a bit of a brat. And he gave me an exercise, which was really, really difficult. It was leg lifts. And I have an extremely strong core, but wouldn't look like that at five foot six with 220 pounds on. Right that I had a ripped core underneath. Right. Right. And I did 25 leg raises. Like it was like those legs were feathers, Brad. <laughs> and he stepped back and he went, so what is it you said you did? Cause he hadn't been listening to me. I said, I told you I'm a runner and I lift weights and I'm also a dancer. And he was like, Oh, but I had told him all those things. Yeah. But finally he was listening to me because the package that presented to him in his eyes, without judgment, I said, you know, <laughs> judge that I wouldn't have been a fit woman. Right. So I really like to let women know that no matter what size you are, health and wellness can be a part of that. Now, I also love to say that sometimes it can be taken to the extreme because yeah. we do need to be healthy. We like eat well, for be sure, within proper ranges for, you know, blood pressure, blood, like that's just, that's not a judgment on anybody. That's the way we were created on this. Yeah. That's the body we have. So there's a difference between some people's version of body positivity. And sometimes it's not in line with eating well, exercising and mental health, you know, and self-care is a huge one for sure. A huge one for me. Yeah. Huge one. And I'm always trying to get women to tell even say even just walking with a podcast or taking a bubble bath and locking the door, no matter who is banging on us or taking that time and money that you would put into anybody else without a second thought and giving yourself that massage or that pedicure or that lunch out with a friend, you know, to really to have that self care in those moments to pour into ourselves. Yeah, very true. Now, speaking of women's empowerment and body positivity, sometimes I I think these words have been well overused and blown up to where I'm wondering what your thoughts are. Do you think that because of what the media, the media's part in this and what we have done as people with these words and turn them into buzzwords, do you think that that's kind of taken away from the true meaning of what these words are about and the true importance and 
what these words we we used to hope would accomplish. Do you think that's kind of detracted from the power of the words because they become such popular buzzwords now? Oh, what are your thoughts on that, on all of that and how the media has played a part in that? What are your thoughts on that movement? Absolutely. And you know what? My thoughts on that are, it's hard because we like to umbrella a whole, a whole buzzword or a whole hashtag or a whole movement. And sometimes that movement means women, you know, being able to express themselves in one way with body positivity that they're comfortable with. And on the other side of the spectrum, you have women who are trying to express themselves with body positivity that are at the complete opposite end of the spectrum. Right. You know what I mean? So somebody who might be very comfortable in their body and, you know, showcase themselves in a way, you know, it's one of those things. (laughs) It's one of those things like it's so broad that it encompasses so much. That mm-hmm. I think there's actually one end of that spectrum that's judging the other. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that does. That's for judging sure. the other. And so what I always say about this topic or any topic, Brad, and, and I know it's, you know, it's a little kumbaya <laughs> and my husband is very black and white and I live very much gray in the middle. So it's an absolute miracle that we are best friends. And have been together <laughs> for this long. But I always say, let people be who they want to be, yeah. do what they want to do, as long as they are not hurting anybody, hurting themselves, or being negative. Yeah. Right? That, yeah, for but sure. You're right. Like a lot of times with the media, these buzzwords get hyped up and people kind of, instead of trying to be authentically who they are, they try to fit into the mold of somebody yeah. else and somebody else that they follow who are using these buzzwords and hashtags when, you know, in essence, it's supposed to be the opposite of that. Yeah. So speaking of empowerment, what does that word mean to you, Danielle? Empowerment means fulfillment. Hmm. Empowerment to me, if I was to see a woman and she would describe herself as empowered, I would say that she is fulfilled in many, many aspects of her life. Love it. Mm -hmm. Now, you being a female entrepreneur yourself, I want to go down this road and talk about women and entrepreneurship and whatnot in that whole world. What are your thoughts on the landscape of entrepreneurship and women-run businesses? And are you seeing a shift in terms of more women making the jump into entrepreneurship? And if so, why do you think that is? Absolutely, I do. And I love it. (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh without oh my god there's no judgment ever put on any of these people who say these things to me brad can i just say yeah. these are just innocent human beings who are, are have no ill intent but it's so funny yesterday because one of our financial advisors were chatting with us and they were talking about retirement and they're giving us scenarios and they said okay let's start here and they said if something happened to your husband did now where God forbid he wouldn't be here. How would your tomorrow look like? I'm like, other than missing him, I would be fine. <laughs> and my husband looked at her. He goes, it's the other way around. She's, <laughs> she's <laughs> a businesswoman. She's got this household. And she was, oh, I'm sorry. She goes, I shouldn't have. I should, she had no ill intent, right? Yeah. And I was like, you know, obviously I have uh, an amazing husband who is comfortable with that. And yeah everything else, which I'm so grateful for, because I wouldn't have a husband who wasn't comfortable with that. He would no longer be my husband. There you go. But I just think I see so many women who are kind of going on the path less traveled and realizing that 
they can, you know, have it all. Like they can have their businesses, you know, have their education, develop their skills, and they don't have to choose, you know, motherhood or family, raising a family because, you know, you're always doing, you're always failing at one thing. Yeah. Right. Like (laughs) those days it was Shonda Rhimes, her wonderful book who taught me that the year of yes. And she said, whenever I'm crushing my business, I'm failing my family a little bit. And whenever I'm crushing my family, I'm failing my business a little bit. Right. And the example of that is that balance never looks the same from day to day, but it all works out in the end. So I love to see women wanting something for themselves. A lot of the women I work with, some are using my business to do what I did and, you know, retire their husbands or do it full time and be able to be at home with time and financial freedom. But a lot of them are doing it as a part-time or hobby business because they want something of their own. Right. They want fulfillment. They want something they have control over. They want to leave a legacy. That's not just being an employee to somebody else. Yeah. I mean, for, for so long, women have been told they can't have it all. They can't have Mm -hmm. the career and the family and, and, and you've got to choose one or the other. And that's complete Mm -hmm. bullshit. I mean, things are shifting and they have, I've seen, I personally, since I've started the podcast, I've seen a big shift around these mindsets and these types of behaviors. And this whole fucking old boys club, 1940s mentality is shifting as well. I don't think it's shifting quick enough. No, it's not shifting quick enough at at all. And I honestly think that that's a mindset thing because even, and it's not just women, entrepreneurship and an entrepreneurial mindset is so different than an employee mindset. And it's not something you can switch in a flip. It's something you have to work on. Oh, for sure. I'm so inspired by my mother who she is a nurse. She is 70. She's going to be 72 soon. Amazing. Still working because she loves her job. So, which lends it's obviously lends itself to the story I'm going to tell. So even when we were young, there's four of us. Yeah. My father worked in the hospital as well as a respiratory therapist. And my mother would still work part-time, even though she only made enough to pay the sitter. Yeah. She's breaking even, but she still went out into the workforce part-time to keep her skills, to keep her adult interactions, to keep her passion for the job that she loved so much. Yeah. So I grew up seeing that. And I know you grew up with incredible strong women in your life when when we talked and stuff. And so even though my mother actually does not have an entrepreneurial mindset at all and has some struggles understanding mine, she showed me that example of women needing something outside of the house for themselves that they find fulfillment fulfillment with and passion and for sure for sure my mom still works part-time she's 72 she works in a grocery store and she loves her job she she's a cashier and she loves it because of the interaction with people that lights her up that gives her fulfillment that excites her that interaction and and just having again she's not making a ton of money she's only doing it part-time now she was full-time but she's retired and still goes back part-time but that lights her up. She enjoys it. And it's not for anything else. It's obviously not for the money. It's just to have something to do and she, that she loves. So, I mean, entrepreneur, let's be honest. Entrepreneurship is not for everybody. No, it's not. The world still needs ditch diggers. Yes. And there's nothing wrong with that. Exactly. 
it's just, you're right. Entrepreneurship, that mindset piece, it just, some people can't wrap their heads around it and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Exactly. So what are your thoughts then on this shift in mindset and how do you think women continue to push through and continue to break down these insanely ridiculous barriers and ways of thinking? As it pertains to entrepreneurship? Just in general, around the whole mindset of, of this women getting into entrepreneurship, but this boys club mentality, how do we, how do women continue to push the envelope and push forward and keep going, do you think, in your opinion? And so we can get rid of these barriers because let's be honest, the barriers are still there for women. Oh, for sure. So how do women continue, do you think, to con- to continue to break down these barriers and push push these ways of thinking? I think the more that women start with valuing themselves and filling their own cups. And like, I know, it, I know it's my business, Brad, but it's yeah. so fundamental. It's about taking care of yourself. Yeah. It's about, like I said, it doesn't have to be my programs and products and, and groups and mentorship. It can be going for a walk. It can be going to yoga class. It can be, you know, making your own lunches for a week, whatever it is. It sounds so simple, but when women do for themselves and fill their own cup, they feel empowered. And like I said earlier, then that is what gives them the confidence to look around with their head a little bit higher and their chin a little bit more up and they can see what's happening around them and they can choose differently. They can choose differently. They can see what's happening in their households or in their workplaces and they can choose, you know, that's not something that I want to continue with, or that's not a job that I feel respected in, or I'm going to make some changes within myself to either open my own business or find another job that I feel more respected in that I can move up the ladder or I can, you know, they just choose differently. And the more women work on themselves mentally and physically, I feel that that is what's pushing women forward to choose more. And when we grew up, sorry, sorry. No, it's okay. When we grew up, Like, you know, it was just starting to turn like your mom, my mom, we've told our stories. Yeah. But a lot of times, like you said, it was that, you know, the breadwinner was the husband. Yes. And the provider. And there's, and that's fine. And that's cool. And that's awesome. That's an extra level of security. And there is some primal, like there's some primal stuff in there. Like that's just come like that's in within our ingrained in us and it's not a bad thing but at the same time we can't rely on anybody but ourselves that's right that is that is so important i love that you said both of those things about self care and because i think that self is the foundation for everything everything Mm -hmm. comes back to self and instilling i think that that's another important thing that we need to instill in our children as well is it all starts with self. It all starts with that foundation, but also and my wife and I have done this with my girl, with our girls, sorry, that do not ever rely on anybody else, a man, a woman, whatever the case may be to get what you want in life. You, when it all comes down to it, when it's all said and done, you really only have yourself that you can 100% rely on 100% of the time. So don't rely on anyone else to get shit done for you, to do things for you, do it yourself. And if the, if the kids, if our children grow up knowing this and it's instilled in them so that it just becomes part of their DNA, then they're much more well-rounded people. 
as they grow older, as they become adults. And it's just, it's just natural. It's bred into them. That's the best gift you can ever give those girls. Yeah, for sure. Really and truly. Yeah. It's something that we've tried to instill from when they were young. And I think more parents need to do that with their children from a young age. It's got to start from a very young age so that Mm -hmm. it does just become second nature. Absolutely. Danielle, to date, what would you say is your biggest high or your greatest win? To date, my biggest win. Oh, that's a tough one because I celebrate (laughs) so many little wins. (laughs) I was so excited that I just felt good on my run this morning. (laughs) I celebrate um, my biggest win. Okay. I have to give my team a credit for this one, but my biggest win was, you know, after many ups and downs in my business in year eight, which was last year, my team, and I mean, my team rallied together and we achieved one of the biggest ranks and accomplishments recognition in the company as an elite team. And there's only a handful of people who achieve this. And it is a team effort. Like they do not, it has nothing to do with me. It is all about how I've been able to lead and mentor those who I've brought in to do what I do. It has nothing to do with I do what, what I do personally. And as far as, you know, my client's perspective, so they were able to reach that massive achievement as a team. And that was like, cry in your beer sort of, (laughs) right? Like just those feelings where I was just so proud of them and honored at the same time that they would choose me to be their mentor and allow me and trust me to mentor them in the right direction. Congratulations. That's amazing. Thank you. What do you think your unique skill set or superpower is that's helped you become successful? I have been told this and I have to agree with it. I am not judgmental at all. I don't know why I have just never been judgmental of anybody or anything. When I look at people, I see people, I see personalities. It's definitely one of my um, superpowers because then I can really get to know people and see them for who they are. Beautiful. Speaking of success, how do you define the word success? What does that word mean to you? Success is, I would probably say, I I used the word fulfillment earlier. Yeah. So I'd like to put that in. But the other word I want to use is balance. Okay. Because I think so many people uh, define success in something that they can measure monetary or like the achievement that I mentioned previous. But without a success in your personal life, your family, your friends, your self-care, your own health journey, I really think that finding a balance in all those things is true success. Okay. What would you say is one of the most important things you've learned in your life? And what was your life like before learning it? And what was your life like after learning it? Definitely what we were just chatting about as well, Brad, is the self. Yeah. Is the self. And (laughs) maybe I don't have the best, I've been told that I don't have the best. I don't always choose the best words when I talk to people because I am a little quick. (laughs) (laughs) These are my husband's words. But, you know, like I always say to my husband, I don't need you. I choose you. And you choose yeah. Me. Do you know what I mean? Yep, He's for like, sure. well, that's not very nice to say. I'm like, well, maybe well, different words know, to express that. But when, when you say that, that reminds me of people that say, oh, you complete me, which I yeah. think is complete bullshit. Nobody, oh, no one person completes another. I'm sorry. That is complete and utter bullshit. Totally. We complete ourselves. Yeah. We compliment 
each other. Mm-hmm. Sure. But we do not complete each other. Absolutely. Jerry Maguire was just yes. full of it. <laughs> yes. just full of it. Renee Zellweger, she had everything she needed. <laughs> but that is, that is so right. So it all comes back to that self. So once I realized that, and I, I did a call with my team last night, a mentorship call that round out our goals for the rest of this year. And, right. and I said, I was stuck for three years in my business because I was waiting for somebody to tell me what to do. Yeah, And I was waiting for that secret that somebody else who had gotten further than me knew that I didn't know. And until I realized that I just had to get out of my own way and figure it out for myself and be resourceful for myself and do it and be accountable to myself and myself only. That is where I found true success in in many aspects. That's a big piece of the puzzle. Getting the fuck out of our own way is probably the biggest hurdle we all have to overcome in life and as entrepreneurs as well, because I mean, we deal enough with external noise and bullshit from other people. But I think the worst of it comes from ourselves. Absolutely. And once you can get past that and overcome and jump that hurdle, you're off to the races. Amen. Holy smokes. That's what it's all about. I mean, it's not easy and it will undoubtedly creep in from time to time. I don't think you can ever completely get rid of it. But you can lessen the noise or dampen the noise to where it's not so loud and it will creep back in inevitably. But if you learn how to tune it out, it'll help you in the long run for sure. Absolutely. Danielle, what would you say is one of the best pieces of advice you've ever received? Oh, my dad. My dad gave me, well, (laughs) his name is Stan and we call him Stanism. Very many, very many Stanisms. But the one that um, sticks out to me the most is one time I was in negative self-talk to myself, but I was saying it out loud. Yeah. And he looked at me. I get emotional because I can just see it. And he turned his head and he said, my darling dear, he said, this world is filled with people who are going to tear you down. Do not help them do it. And I just went, oh my God, he's so right. And I didn't even have a response. My sassy, bratty attitude didn't even respond to that. (laughs) I just went, I was speechless. And he was so right. And I think of that from time to time. and And I passed that advice on. It was one that really stuck with me. I love that. That is brilliant and so, so true. So true. Wow. Yeah. What makes you feel inspired or like your best self? I'm inspired and I'm my best self when I'm in nature and I'm in movement, Okay. which is hilarious because I used to sit on the couch and watch TV and eat chicken wings and drink beer. (laughs) (laughs) and I still like to do that oh those are some of my favorite things to do and eat and drink but it used to be my mo but when I'm feeling the best I'm in nature and I'm walking hiking playing with my dogs all of those things movement that's where I am my best self and I feel the most inspired and the most connected beautiful Okay, we're going to jump into a little rapid fire section here now. So the next grouping of questions will just be one, two, three word answer type things. Okay. Sure. How would you describe yourself in one word? Tenacious. What's the first thing you notice about a person? Their eyes. What was your dream job as a child? Hairdresser or restaurant owner. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, you I had the food. hairdresser part down. I did. And I love food. <laughs> <laughs> Money or fame? Money. Speaking of food, if you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Vodka. <laughs> it's <laughs> potatoes. <laughs> if you could teach the world one thing, what would it be? Kindness. What's one thing you want but cannot buy with money? Peace. If you could change one thing about the world, what would you change? That it's not as judgmental. My favorite way to unwind is? The ocean. Walk the beach. If you were writing your autobiography, what would the title be? Train wreck. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That concludes our rapid fire section. (laughs) Now back to our regularly scheduled program. (laughs) Danielle, what would you say are the top three skills needed to be a successful entrepreneur? Oh, top three skills. Determination, as we know, grit and belief, Brad. Grit. I love that word, grit. Yeah. What is the most entrepreneurial thing about you? I'm going to go back to that belief one because I haven't really talked on that one a bit. And I really think an entrepreneur sees that long-term vision and that belief. Yeah. Because without it, you know, most entrepreneurs, you know, you open a new business, you don't see, you know, income that comes profits within, you know, three to five years. So you have to have that vision. You have to have that belief that you're on the right path and that what you're doing is fulfilling you enough that it will down the road pay off. So that is something I think that separates the employee mindset versus the entrepreneurial mindset is that, you know, unshakable belief. Love it. Who in your life has had the biggest impact on you and why? Both my parents for two completely different reasons. Okay. My dad, because he has a very similar personality to me and always believed in me and always gave me those stanisms and and always gave me that last Hail Mary when I didn't believe it, right? Didn't deserve it, I should say, right? Yeah. He always gave me that last Hail Mary. And my mom... For she showed me the kindness. She taught me the the kindness and the the soft parts of me that I try to tap into on a yeah. on a regular basis. Yeah. And of course, like I mentioned, that it's so important as a woman, no matter yes. what capacity it is, to have your your own credit card in your name, not in your husband's name. Yeah, you know? like for sure. in your own job and your own thing that fulfills you outside your house and outside your family. And and so in um, very different ways, they both inspired me. Beautiful. What is an unexpected blessing or occurrence in your life that you're grateful for? An unexpected blessing that I'm grateful for. Oh, there's so many. (laughs) There's so (laughs) many because as every other human on the planet earth, we, we have a plan and then it gets pivoted in directions that we didn't expect it to get pivoted. And it turns out to be a blessing because we were on a path that we didn't know we weren't supposed to be on. Right. But I've had many, many big, big hitting traumas in my life personally. And what those traumas did was make me dig even more into myself with healing, with therapy, with grief therapy, 
with this self that we talk about, you know, being able to take care of myself, business wise, financial wise, having that balance within my own personal mental health and physical health and community and everything else. So it enabled me to find more balance in my life. Some of the traumas that I went through, but I wouldn't say one in particular, but maybe a cluster of many over the past five years. Yeah. Yeah. Can you tell me about a moment when a person's kindness has made a difference in your life? There's so many. Oh my gosh, Brad, there's so many. I have some of the best people in my life. (laughs) That sounds like it. (laughs) I literally look at my husband's he says, my, my social media isn't negative. And I look at it and he was like, can you pick up my phone and do this for me or whatever? And I'm like, oh my God, blah, blah, the news <laughs> and everything. I'm like, I'm being assaulted by your, your social media. And he doesn't see it as that. Yeah. But I have so many people who are kind to me every day that I don't see any of that. Somebody in particular's kindness. Oh, that's a tough one. Brad, because I really do feel like it's those little things that that create the big thing. Yeah. Okay. I wish I wish I could come up with a specific example or a specific person, but I'm just going to have to say, pretty much anybody who's in my life right now has earned a spot in my life because they have been so kind and understanding. What is your personal motto? Where there's a will, there's a way. (laughs) That's an easy one. I should have that tattooed somewhere. My girls are pretty sick of me saying that all the time, but it comes right back to the self and the entrepreneurship and the, if there's something you want, there's a way for you to get there. If there's something you need, there's a way for you to acquire that. Yeah. If you want it bad enough. If you want it bad enough. Yeah. If you're willing to do the things, it might not be overnight. It might not even be in 10 years, but where there's a will, there's a way. Put in the work for sure. What does the best version of you look like when you close your eyes and imagine it? The best version of me is feeling comfortable and confident in my own skin, regardless of what size that is. I'll touch quickly on that. I remember in 2015, I did two fitness competitions, two bikini competitions. And oh my gosh, the tenacity and the work that it takes to do that. I applaud anybody who does it. And I think it's fantastic. It wasn't for me. Because even though if someone looked at me, they would have thought that I should feel really great in that physique. I had never been more self-conscious or unhappy in my own skin, Brad. Wow. And here I am like 30 pounds up from that stage weight, which is a, you know, a a normal weight size eight woman of, you know, five foot six. Yeah. And I feel more confident in myself today. So the best version of me is feeling that confidence and feeling good in your own skin, no matter what that is. Love it. Yeah. And again, fulfillment, knowing that you're making a difference, you're leaving a legacy and that you feel fulfilled with what you do on a daily basis, whatever that may be. For sure. If you could step into my shoes, what would you have asked yourself that I didn't ask you? Jeez, I don't know, Brad. I think you're brilliant. I think think these questions, when you were showing me some of these questions, I thought to myself, wow, his imagination is spectacular. I thought you did a great job. I could not do better, Brad. And honestly, I could not do better. I'm not the imaginative person. I'm the person that give me an idea and I'll execute it. And I'll I'll give you a a 10-step way to execute it. So I think you did a great job. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. If you could go back and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be? Stop comparing yourselves to others 
and stop trying to be somebody that you are not. Love it. Lastly, if you were to deliver your last 30 second speech to the world, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? What would you say? Love yourself, love your life, no matter what it looks like. Always know where there's life, there's hope. Have unwavering belief in whatever you do, whether it's digging ditches or changing the world. Spread kindness like it's a pandemic (laughs) and live your best life. Like do the things, like do the things, jump, do the things. The number one thing, Brad, that I get so frustrated with people is they think they have time and I hope they do but it is not guaranteed. Yeah. And when I see people working so hard for a retirement that they're not necessarily guaranteed, I mean, we have to be smart, everything else. I understand that, but you know, or they say a trip of a lifetime and I'm like, there should be many trips of a lifetime Yeah. and you should be doing them throughout your lifetime. So do the things live for today, you know, in balance. Like I know we all need to be smart and take care as well, but we're not guaranteed time. That's right. We're not guaranteed tomorrow for sure. We're not guaranteed tomorrow. Yes. Live every day like it's your last, as they say. Yes. Actually, I remember my sister-in-law, um, she's actually my virtual assistant. And she said, so many people are not living today for tomorrow that they're not promised. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. It's true. That's right, it's- Megan Karekis. <laughs> it's so true though yeah it's it's sad i mean we get caught up in shit and we don't do the things that we love to do out of fear or whatever like even working a nine to five and and wanting to make the jump into entrepreneurship but too much fear overrunning you and preventing you from doing that you only get one chance at this life you get one go around that's it so why not do and try the things that make you happy Oh my God, that is so, so, so true. And, you know, there was something that was, I'm trying, um, I'm trying to remember what it was really quick. Oh, here it is. Fear comes free. Faith takes work. (laughs) I love it. Right. Fear comes free. Faith takes work. Yeah. Great. Wise words. Danielle, thank you so much for taking the time to be here today. I'm so glad we finally got to connect. I've thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. It has been such an inspiration speaking with you. You are a true inspiration and I appreciate you and I'm so grateful for you and and thankful to have you as part of the Empowerography community. The conversation was just phenomenal. So thank you just for being you and for being part of the community and sharing your story. Brad, thank you. Thank you for everything you do and having this platform for women to be able to share and inspire other women. Your your mission is just something that spoke to me right off the get-go and I'm the honor and pleasure is all mine. So thank you for having patience with me. And I'm so glad that our moons finally aligned. That yes. Get this done today. Yes. I appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate you as well, Danielle. Once again, my name is Brad Walsh, host of your Empowerography podcast today. My guest has been Danielle. Melanson. She is a health and wellness coach and the founder and owner of Mermaid Melanson. Thank you so much, Danielle. I hope you have an amazing rest of the day. Cheers, Brad. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends. You can find me at visuphoria.ca Follow me on Instagram at Empowerography Podcast and on Facebook at Empowerography. Please join me next time for another inspirational story from yet another amazing woman.